You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. This is the message, is the title of this devotion. We're going through the letter, the first letter of John, the beloved. He writes 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. He also wrote, of course, the Gospel of John as well as the Book of Revelation by the Holy Spirit. But we're just going through these five little chapters over the next few weeks. And it's it's such a glorious book to me. I, I find all the books of the Bible so life-giving and inspiring. Oh, it's like eating the best food that you could find in this world to feed upon the Word. Jeremiah said, Lord, your words were found and they were food and nourishment to my hungry soul. And how good it is when the Word has gained your appetite and that you gain a hunger for it and a thirst for it and you long for the living Word and it fills your heart and mind as you read it, meditate on it, worship and sing and praise the Word. I mean, it is so all-encompassing and it searches the deepest parts of your nature to bring forth that heavenly nature there, that heavenly mindset, that heavenly way of thinking and believing. And here in 1 John, starting at verse 5, it says, This is the message, the title of this devotion, which we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And I want to bring to your heart today because every one of us as children of God are His witnesses by the Holy Spirit in us, by the Spirit of life in Christ in us. He is called the true witness, Jesus Christ. And he, we have the witness, 1 John 5, 9, within us, the witness of the Father that He has born of His Son, that He who has the Son has life. And we have this witness of the Father in us, we have the Holy Spirit in us bearing witness of the Son. Jesus said in John 15, 26, the Holy Spirit will bear witness of me. He will testify of me. And we have this witness in us. It is more powerful than we can imagine. And as witnesses of the Lord, which we all are, from the youngest Christian to the oldest Christian, from the most childlike heart to the most mature's heart, we are all his witnesses and bear God's message to man, which is Jesus Christ. He is God's ever-living message to man. And we bear that message. We are an epistle, Paul says, to the Corinthian church of Christ. We are the living epistle. We bear the message in this earthen vessel of the Spirit of God, bearing witness of His Son and friends. It is so important that we know what the message is and hold that message and don't deviate from it to things that are not necessarily maybe wrong, but that's not the main message. It is so important that we hold to the message. And I have had the privilege now to preach for some 46 years, 
But I find speaking about Christ still what makes all my heart know the Father. I love what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. In the Living Bible, it kind of says it this way. He says, the moment I started talking about Jesus, God anointed me with His Holy Spirit. Therefore, you received me. You see, Christ is the life-giving message to man. And Jesus says here in John chapter 7, verse 16, Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but His who sent me. If anyone wills to do His will, talking about God, <clears throat> the Father, if anyone wills to do His will, he shall know concerning the doctrine whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. He who speaks from himself, he who just shares his own ideas and thoughts, seeks his own glory. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. You see, friends, when we think about this is the message, we're talking about this is God's Word to man. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word came among us, and we saw its glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. God, Hebrews 1, has spoken to us through His Son, who is the perfect image and outshining of the Father, who, by the shedding of the blood, fully cleared our record, after which He sat down at the right hand of God. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. And friends, <clears throat> the message needs to be <coughs> excuse me, so clear to us that it is a living message. It is a life <clears throat> message within us. And those who have the message within us, hear us, connect with us, and know that what we are saying, we're not saying out of our own thoughts and ideas, out of our own objectives and opinions. No, this is the living, life-giving Word of God within us. John the Baptist said about the Lord Jesus Christ in John 3, verse 32, he said, And what he, talking about Christ Jesus, has seen and heard, <coughs> he testifies, and no one receives his testimony. He who has received his testimony has certified that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God does not give the Spirit by measure. Again, he who has received his Christ testimony has certified that God is true, for he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God does not give the Spirit by measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into His hand. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, for the wrath of God abides on him. 
the wrath of God, talking about that we're dead spiritually, separated from God. That is the wrath of God against sin. But Christ bore that wrath by becoming a sacrifice for sin, the propitiation for all of us. And through the death he died, he now liberates all who receive him, who received the sacrifice he made from that power of death by making us alive with him, by coming to live in us by his spirit. That is the message. The message is the power of his death liberating and the power of his life lifting us into the conscious knowledge of the Father. It is so glorious, friends, when you begin to think that Jesus, when he came, he did not speak out of his own authority. No, he says in John chapter 5, verse 30, I am able to do nothing from myself. I cannot act independent from God. I cannot. God would have you and me into such a union with Him that we cannot think separate from Him. We cannot act separate from Him. I know what I'm saying right now is, is really strong and, and you need to hear this. God would have you and me into such a oneness with Him through Jesus Christ that we can no longer act and think and speak independent from Him. We can't. His Spirit keeps us. His presence and power has us in such perfect oneness with Him. We can't bear the thought, the feeling, the, the slightest thought or feeling of being separate from Him. We can't. Now that we have been united, we are so sealed into that oneness by His Spirit that we can't bear the thought. It is torturous to act or think or behave separate from Him. Jesus says, I am able to do nothing from myself independently of my own accord, but only as I am taught by God. As I get His orders, even as I hear, I judge, I decide, as I'm bidden to decide, as the voice comes to me, so I give a decision. And my judgment is right, just, righteous, because I do not seek or consult my own will. I have no desire to do what's pleasing to myself, my own aim, my own purpose, but only the will and pleasure of the Father who sent me. This is John 5.30. This is where God would have you live with Him in that same yieldedness, oneness, that same fully given into God and God fully given into you that you cannot bear any thought separate from Him, any way separate from Him. You see, this is the life-giving message. The message that we see in Jesus is what it says right here in John 14, verse 7. Well, let's include verse 6, okay? Verse 6 you know so well. I am the way the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, or in other words, Philip said, Lord, all we ask is for you to show us the Father. That's all, that's all. Then 
We have nothing else we want from you but to see the Father. And Jesus said, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? Listen, the words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does the work. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also in greater works than these, because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Come on now. Come on now. Jesus is inviting you and me to live in this kind of oneness with the Father, that we know this is the message. This, this life in me, this love in me, this spirit in me, this is the message. It's Christ in me, God's ever-living message to man. Paul says in Galatians 1.16, when it pleased God who separated me from, his, from my mother's womb to call me by his grace. Again, when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb to call me by his grace, he revealed his son in me that I might preach him. Jesus said, I have not come to speak out of my own authority, no. It's the Father in me that I bring to you. He who receives me receives the Father. He who sees me sees the Father. This is the life message. This is the message. God is wanting you and me to enjoy the message and to share the message. Christ is God. He is eternal life, 1 John 5:20. And we share that message, Christ in us, the hope of glory, Colossians 1:27, Christ who is our life, Colossians 3, verse 4. Oh, hallelujah. We have this life force living in us. And Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, um, yeah, in verse 4 says, we have such trust through Christ toward God, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think as anything of, as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. Our ability is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Let me read you that from the classic amplified here. Oh, how I love these thoughts. How I live in this, in my believing every day. Listen, 2 Corinthians 3 verse 4. Such is the reliance and confidence that we have through Christ toward and with reverence to God. Not that we are fit, qualified, sufficient in ability of ourselves to form personal judgments or to claim or count anything as coming from us. But our power and ability and sufficiency are from God. It is He who has qualified us, making us to be fit, 
worthy and sufficient as ministers and dispensers of a new covenant of salvation through Christ, not ministers of the letter of a legally written code, but of the Spirit, for the code of the law kills, but the Holy Spirit makes alive. This is the message. It's this life. It's this life which is Christ. It's in us. We are the vessel of this life. We have this treasure of Christ, eternal life in this earthen vessel so that the glory of the power thereof may be of God and not ourselves. It's what it says right here in chapter 4. We have in verse 7, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not ourselves. Come on. Read that from the classic amplified pastor. Yes, yes, of course. Here it is. However, we possess this precious treasure, this divine light of the gospel in frail human vessels of earth, that the grandeur and the exceeding greatness of the power may be shown to be from God and not of ourselves. Then he says... In verse 10, always caring about in our body the dying of the Lord Jesus, listen, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Then he says in verse 11, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. That is the message. That is the message. Come on, get this. This life is the life of the Son of God that I have in this earthen vessel by the Holy Spirit renewing me in this life, revealing this life in me consistently, constantly. That life is Christ. He is life. He is God. This is the message. Can you hear me? Let the Holy Spirit so unveil this in you and to help you realize you have the message within you. Yes, and we may all need to learn how to share it, but it will come. It will come. And it isn't how knowledgeable you are after the flesh, friends. Yes, it does help to keep meditating on the Scriptures day and night and let them fill your heart and mind by the Spirit. But friends, it is the simplicity of childlike faith. It's like when my son, Zachary, was a little bitty boy, six years, maybe seven years old. I was so broken. I was so broken. And I couldn't feel God anymore for quite a while. And I was just depressed and heavy. And I and Virginia, she decided to do something about it and had a little family devotion. She prayed a little prayer. Josh prayed a prayer. And then Zachary prayed a prayer, and now it was Daddy's turn, the pastor, and I couldn't do it. I was so embarrassed. I said, I'm so sorry. I feel so broken, and I haven't felt God's presence, and I've been so low. And Zachary, seeing my pain, got up and laid his hand upon me and prayed for me, and instantly I was revived in that life of the Son of God. The message came through that little bitty boy into my being. Oh, this is the message to be able to give this life to people, this love, this wonder, 
of the Father in the Son. Friends, it pleased God the fullness of himself would dwell in Jesus bodily. And we now, through our union with Christ, also come into this fullness, coming to realize personally, practically through experience, the knowledge of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit within us and come to the full stature of this message, which is Christ being conformed to him consistently. So I say to you, here it says in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 11, if we speak, right? Let, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracle of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it with the ability which God supplies. And in all things, that in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Pastor, I'm not a minister. So what do you mean? Folks, we're all ministers of this life. Yes, we may have different places given by the grace in the kingdom of God, but that doesn't mean one is greater than the other. I am no greater than any of us. Surely I'm not. I don't deserve to have anything. I am just simply the vessel through whom, by the grace of God, my loving Father works to work. But He needs us all to do this work, like Jesus said in John 14, the works I do, you will do, because I'm going to the Father, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will do so that the Father may be glorified through the Son. This is the whole power of the message, that the Father is glorified through His Son in us. Pray that, believe that. Paul said to the Thessalonian church something that I really love. I need to meditate on it more so I can just quote it off heart. He says in 1 Thessalonians 2.13, For this reason we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which, we, which you heard from us, again, for this reason, for this reason, we also thank God without ceasing because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as a word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which, you, which also effectively works in you who believe. Paul says, you could see the message. The message, you could see the message because when we shared with you the word, it came to you as from God, from whom it is, by His Spirit. And that word is now working in you who believe. So you could see it wasn't just us speaking our thoughts, our ideas. Peter <clears throat> had an incredible experience with John and James, the two brothers when he was with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration in prayer and saw his glory when his face was transfigured and his clothes became white and glistening and his face was shining like the sun and he heard as the cloud of God overshadowed them, the God speaking and saying, this is my son, hear him. He had this incredible experience. But Peter doesn't go around preaching his experience, no. He says, now, we have the word of the prophets confirmed as a bright light. The words of the scripture of the prophets is like a bright light to help us understand 
what otherwise would be difficult to comprehend of what God has given us in Christ. Peter understood what he saw in Christ became clear as the message of God through the scriptures. That's why never deviate <clears throat> from the Bible. Never deviate from it. And if anybody comes to you and starts preaching things that are contrary to scripture, leave it where it is. Leave it where it is. Don't let yourself be drawn away. Jesus wants to so anoint your my heart and mouth that the word is not far from us. It lives in our heart and it comes out of our mouth by the life-giving message. Christ, the life-giving message, makes these scriptures come alive by which people begin to partake of the divine nature. And all of a sudden they say, my goodness, Pastor, when I came to church, I felt this life coming in me while I was listening to the word being preached. And I went home and words came out of my mouth that I didn't speak out of my own ideas. But it's this living life that I received making these words alive in my mouth. And Jesus says in closing here, Luke 21, verse 15, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. And the Heavenly Father says to you, this is the message. Look to Christ. Let His Spirit continuously renew you. As it says in Ephesians 2, we've been made alive with Christ that you live in this holy, heavenly life. Galatians 2.20, the life which I now live in this flesh is the life of the Son of God in me who loved me and gave himself for me. And you begin to just meditate on this, live in this reality, lifting up your hands and saying, Father, thank you for giving Christ to live in me by your Spirit that I may perceive him and recognize and acknowledge him in all that I am and say and do. And this message will come out and scriptures that you've read will come out of you with this life message and people will partake of this life, the divine nature, Christ, the divine nature, and they will come alive unto God by simple words you speak. You could just say in the store to somebody, oh, hi. And that life message comes out of you. And they say, wow, I felt this love, this happiness when you said hi to me. What is that? They say, oh, it's Jesus in me. He is the love of God. He is the life of God. And he wants to come and dwell in each and every one of us. And all you have to do call upon his name for whoever calls upon his name will receive power to become a child of God it's this life power that you will know you're his child and you just share this message it's holy heavenly and glorious amen have a good day